Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Good morning, everyone. I have to go out of town for work today. And because I'm going out of town, I'm not going to have time to record an episode of Switchcraft today. I got to drive a couple hours in both directions and then I'm going to be at a conference all day. So... Instead, on Tuesday, I was on um, N64 Josh's show, Nintendo Powercast, and I was joined by guys from Nintendo Dads, uh, Nintendo Pulse, and Hello Nintendo, and we all talked about Super Mario Odyssey, and this was before we played it, obviously. Uh, So I'm just going to drop that episode right here in my feed so that you guys can check it out, and I recommend that you go and check out the other guys' shows as well. We had a lot of fun talking about this stuff. Um, this episode is brought to you by the Podnuts uh, tech-focused podcast network for normal tech fans by normal tech fans. If you're looking for some kind of tech podcast, you're guaranteed to find something that you're going to like. Uh, they have shows about Android apps. They've got shows about audio books, computer repair. Uh, they've got... Um, a door-to-door geek podcast where that kind of has all kinds of different podcasts or all kinds of different content. They've got a show about Linux, uh, MakerBot, mini PC shows. There's tons of other stuff. So make sure that you check out podnutz.com. And thank you to Podnuts Network for sponsoring Nintendo Switchcraft. All right. I'm out of here. Go ahead and listen to this show, subscribe to the other guys, and uh, I will talk to you on Tuesday. Bye-bye. Let's see. We do the show live Tuesdays, 8 p.m. Pacific. We're a little late right now because of Animal Crossing Direct on twitch.tv slash n64josh. It's every week. You can also listen to it on Podbean, Google Play, and iTunes. Just look for the Nintendo Powercast. I think I've hit everything. Let's get with some introductions. First, we have Jesse from Nintendo Dads. Give us the elevator pitch of your show, my man. Greetings. Uh, we, uh, we, we, are, we grew up as gamers, and we're all raising the next generation of gamers. So we do Nintendo news, reviews, and opinions from the parenting perspective. Awesome. Very cool. And it's basically just Nintendo, right? Yeah. I'll sometimes talk about what I jokingly call non-Tendo games. Um, like <laughs> Nintendo. If, if, if that's been what's my, what my focus, but like we don't do news for the others. We just do news on Nintendo. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. We've also got Matt, AKA train ass from uh, hello Nintendo. What's up, dude. How's it going? Welcome, welcome. Give us the elevator pitch of uh, Hello Nintendo. Uh, so Hello Nintendo is the official podcast of the Nintendo subreddit, where uh, it's all hosted and run by the mod team members, including myself. And it's pretty much just all all Nintendo. Uh, we try and get some interviews and stuff from actual developers that do AMAs on the sub and everything. And yeah. 
Very cool. Very cool. Well, welcome, guys. Thank you for being here. Uh, we got, uh, oh, you know, a voice you guys have heard a few times on the uh, on the Nintendo Powercast. It's uh, it's Bill from from Run Jump Stomp. Otherwise, well, actually, he's known as Run Jump Stomp. He's from Nintendo Switchcraft. How are you, man? Doing very well. Happy to be here. We're keeping you up uh, late, dude. Give us the give us the elevator pitch of your uh, of your show. Very late. I got to be up in like four hours, but that's okay. It's worth it. Uh, <laughs> so my show is three days a week, usually about a half an hour about Nintendo and Nintendo Switch, mostly about Nintendo Switch, but it's uh, three days a week and we're coming up on episode 100 on uh, Thursday. Oh, wow. That's awesome, man. Episode 100. Very cool. Okay. And last but not least is Lloyd from Nintendo Pulse. How's it going, man? going well thanks for having me it's uh it's great to be here with uh with four other awesome nintendo podcasts talking about uh mario games it's gonna be fun yeah it is going to be great give us the quick uh, elevator pitch of nintendo pulse sure yeah nintendo pulse is our weekly nintendo show over at res.tv uh we've been doing this for 12 years <laughs> something like that whoa we, st- we- we started out as uh, DS Life uh, way back in like 2005, uh, became added on Wii Spot, merged the two together to Nintendo Pulse. And that's kind of where we've been sitting for uh, for years and years and years. So, yeah, we do uh, we do weekly Nintendo news, game reviews, stuff like that. So it's a uh, it's fun, fun thing to get together and to chat with Nintendo games with uh, with friends. Awesome. Very cool. Well, the reason we are doing this show tonight is we're going to talk about the history of 3D Mario games because on Friday we get to play Mario Odyssey. Now I imagine most of you guys have probably played it um, at the very least, probably seen some videos and it's looking pretty awesome, but we planned all this and then Nintendo decided to uh, give us a direct on animal crossing mobile. Um, What was the exact name? Like campsite or something like that or campgrounds. I can't remember the exact title, but pocket camp. camp. There you go. Looks to be like a, almost like a full-fledged Animal Crossing game on your phone, way more than I expected, not just a cash grab. Looks pretty cool. Uh, Bill, give us just your quick impressions of of what you watched. I think this game looks like a game that uh, is playable, and I'm happy that it's not a gotcha game where you have a random chance to get things. I think it really all boils down to is how long does it take to get the um, what was it? The leaf bucks that you can use to speed things up and, and like 72 hours in order to build something seems like a long time. So it really depends on how, how fast you can get those leaf bucks. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. Matt, what did you think, bud? Um, look kind of interesting. It definitely will. I I guess scratch the, po- the, uh, animal crossing itch until we get the inevitable switch version. Um, going to be i don't know hopefully it turns out better than uh, than mitomo does <laughs> or mitomo did <laughs> but um i don't know i'm kind of interested in it we'll see yeah i literally had my wife and my two daughters in my office like 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 screaming they were so excited about what they were seeing on screen and my i looked at my wife who will not pay for any kind of in-app purchase ever and i'm like this is going to be the first one she's like you're probably right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Lloyd, what do you think, bud? What do you think? 
I think it looks better than I thought it was. I was I was really worried for this one um, because of the delays and and basically going back and retooling it. Um, it looks like it's going to be uh, an amazing little. I don't know, pocket version of Animal Crossing that is going to kill everybody's phone battery. Like there's going to be complaints for days on Twitter about people whose phones are constantly dead from playing this game. Uh, it looks like it has most of the elements from the the main uh, Animal Crossing games. Um, and it also it's also like this self-contained little campground area. So this has got to tie into a future Switch version or something like it. It looks like it's set up to do uh, something like that. So I'm uh, I'm actually really excited. Uh, I've played a lot of games like this on my phone. So um, I would rather play Animal Crossing than Futurama or Simpsons or you, you name it. So uh, this one's looking pretty good. OK, cool. I'm making sure we're still live. So, yeah, it's looking it looks good on my end. Maybe just refresh, guys, if you're not seeing it. So, um, lastly, Jesse, what, what'd you think, man? Meh. (laughs) I'm not a fan of the series. I know new leaf was the first one I bought. I played it for maybe a week or maybe two weeks. And then I'm like, I got better things to do. So this one's not for me. Okay. Well, that just made, but as as I'd like to say on my show, I'm, you know, I don't expect all games to be for me. Someone it'll make someone happy. And that's great. Yeah. I'm actually concerned that I'm going to spend more time on my phone than um, I want to because of uh, this. I mean, my, my top played game on my 3ds is animal crossing. So, um, Mm. and it looked like they did things in this game to actually progress the series, like throwing a net to catch a whole bunch of fish at once. Totally different. Really, really kind of cool. Uh, it, yeah, I'm excited for this and, uh, it, it really gets me excited for w- what this team is doing on the switch. Fingers crossed, right? We have no, we have no- nothing, definite, but, um, well, that was, uh, that was just our quick little animal crossing mobile, uh, segment. Now let's get into the history of 3d Mario games. And so I'm going to just kind of read through some quick, um, I just took down a bunch of like some, some notes on like the concept, the story, that kind of stuff. And uh, so let's let's jump into Mario 64 first. The launch was um, in Japan was June 23rd, 1996, North America, September 29th, 96. And um, in Europe was March 1st, 97. Um, The developer was Nintendo Entertainment Analysis and Development. From this point forward, we'll call him Nintendo EAD. Concept Miyamoto. Uh, had a 3D Mario game in mind five years prior to Mario 64's release. Super Mario FX um, was the idea while he was working on Star Fox on the Super Nintendo. The idea was then brought over to the 64 because of uh, greater power, the greater power of the machine, plus a controller more suited for gameplay. The story, Bowser is at it again. Peach invites Mario um, to her castle for cake that she baked him. And Bowser imprisons her and um, uh, by using the castle's power star. So Mario must collect all the power stars by entering the different paintings throughout the castle. Defeat Bowser three times and you rescue the princess yet again. Uh, Gameplay. Moving left to right was a thing of the past. Now Mario could go wherever he wanted. The analog stick on the controller allowed for greater movement within the 3D world. Puzzles, races, boss fights, and so much more. Um, would keep us busy trying to collect all 120 power stars. Um, Power-ups included three caps, which is kind of cool. We're going back to caps in Odyssey again. Um, The wing cap for flying, 
Metal Cap for allowing Mario to withstand the wind, walk underwater, and be invulnerable to most damage. Uh, the Vanish Cap allowed Mario to walk through certain walls and be invulnerable to some forms of damage. So here's some fun facts, and then you guys will get to – I'll stop talking, and, and you guys can talk again. Um, before Charles Martinet uh, stepped in as the voice actor, Mario sounded like Toad mixed with nails on a chalkboard, and I'm not kidding. <laughs> if uh, you can I'll try to, – I'll try to get a link to the video in the show notes. It is, it is horrible. It's literally like Toad on crack. It's crazy. Um, really, That's how Toad sounded like that normally. Right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. It was, it was worse. It was like, like Toad screaming at the top of his lungs. Um, Mario 64 was supposed to have Mario riding a horse. The idea was scrapped for Mario 64, but made it um, into the game that was being developed at the same time, which was Ocarina of Time. That's where we got Epona. Um, flagpoles were in the game initially, but the team decided against it. So the player would spend more time exploring instead of rushing to the pole. The devs used this is a very interesting one. The devs use an Onyx system running on running an N64 emulator and a modified Sega controller during the development of the game. And the N64 was delayed um, for Christmas of 95 to June of 96. So Miyamoto could have more time completing Mario 64. So that was a mouthful for me. Um, RJS kick us off. What was your history with Mario 64? And, and, and what do you think of some of these facts we just looked at? Uh, some of that stuff's pretty crazy. I find it incredibly interesting. And uh, I, I want to learn more about the development of that game because I, I I read um, Console Wars, which is a fantastic book, and it was really it was riveting. But that was really for more of the Sega's standpoint and prior to the '64. So I want to read that stuff. Um, so thank you for letting us know about that. Um, my history uh, when this game came out, where when the N64 launched, um, I was in the army, and I talked to my staff sergeant and i said hey there's a video game that's coming out today and i pre-ordered it and or well i said it was coming out tomorrow and i pre-ordered it and i would really like it if you would let me out of pt today which for those of you that don't know that's physical training so i could go wait outside toys r us and he gave me the look like (laughs) my private you done lost your mind so he said no and i did not but then after pt he goes you can show up to work a little late go pick it up now and i said oh man you are the man so i went to toys r us i walked in with my pre-order ticket and got my game and i brought it with me to work and um i worked in a what's known as a skiff a secret compartmentalized information facility so you can't bring electronics in so i had to set my N64 with the guard and I had to just hope that it was still there at the end of the day. So I left it there, went up, did my job all day. It came down. It was still, I was sweating it all day and I brought it. I I went and got it and I went back to the barracks and plugged it in and me and my roommates crowded around it. And we were just in awe, like you turn it on and we could like pull on Mario's nose and stuff. Oh yeah. And we were just floored. We couldn't believe what we were seeing on 
with a Mario game like this. It was unbelievable. And the, like we all took turns moving the, the controller where you just push it a little and he walks and then you, you push it a lot and he runs and we were, we were blown away. So I had a lot of fun with that game and it's one of my all time favorite games. Very cool. Very cool. Matt, how about you? After, after hearing a little bit of the history of that game, <laughs> what do you think? And then give us your history as well. Um, it, it honestly sounds very Nintendo ish. If any company is going to going to come up with some weird ideas, of course, it's going to be Nintendo. And um, some of those kind of surprises, you know, su- kind of surprised me, The especially with the horse. That was kind of a, a big surprise. But uh, um, yeah, it seems, you know, seems kind of on par for, for how Nintendo goes through. <laughs> it seems through their very games. Nintendo-ish. I like it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, very Nintendo-ish. It's like, oh, it's it's weird. Nintendo came up with it. Nintendo did it. So uh, I didn't get my N64 until maybe a year or two after launch. And uh, uh, to be honest, I my first experience with Mario 64 was a 64 DS. OK, I didn't actually get to play it until I played on the DS. I'd, I'd played a couple times on on, uh, you know, friends N64, but never really much past the first level. And uh when I was just playing it on the DS, it was like, I don't know, it was kind of like holding a piece of history because you get to see where, where we get a lot of the, the 3d aspect the, the, for 3d games, uh, you know, now and uh, actually getting to, to kind of experience some of these bosses and even the memes that I've, that I've seen online uh, based on the game was, was kind of interesting and kind of disappointed that I didn't get to actually experience it on the N64 firsthand, but yeah, I got you. I got you. Jesse, how about you, man? Yeah, so yeah, I see, I, th- I think I ended up getting like an N64 in this game like as a like a Christmas gift that's that winter from from my parents. Cuz this I was like just newly married for the, the for the first time, so we didn't have a lot of money, so I didn't buy every, hardly anything for myself back then. But uh yeah, I I don't remember much about playing it. Uh, I do remember eventually, you know, beating the final Bowser. I do. I remember never actually getting all 120 stars because damn that rainbow road level (laughs) 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 among others. But that, I think that was the one that really, that was the most unpleasant. Yeah. And I, I, then the follow up the, the DS version, I, I also got that, you know, in that, the Christmas 04 when that launched and I didn't get very far in that one. It's just uh, trying to play a game that meant to be played with an analog stick on a D pad just didn't click for me. <laughs> yeah. So, so I, I think the kind of a funnier story with Mario 64 is my, this last summer, my son started playing it in at a speed with a, at a speed running capacity. You know, learning a few uh, tricks and glitches and uh, he's able to do a 16 star run in about 30 minutes right now. Wow. That's awesome. That's very cool. Um, If anybody is going to play it on the DS, if you play it on the 3DS, the circle pad does work. So that's kind of nice because it feels a little more like actual, uh, actual uh, Mario 64. So Lloyd, how about you, man? What's your history with it? Well, I I got this game on launch day and um like most uh, most 
I don't know, first gen Nintendo titles. Um, this is like the big title that kind of pushes the the genre forward. So um, this first time we heard Charles Martinet as the voice of Mario, the first time that Princess Toadstool was called Peach, which is what she was called in Japan. So they kind of called her Princess Toadstool Peach. So kind of mushed it both together. Um, but a lot of the stuff that they did in this game, they they basically kept going forward um analog stick was was amazing and uh when i first got it uh, a good buddy of mine he was he was a playstation fanboy he he had the the playstation uh and was playing it he was playing battle arena toshinden he was playing uh wipeout xl he was playing all these amazing games and he's like no nope, i don't even want to come see that piece of garbage i love my playstation i'm never gonna come <laughs> see it and then he came over anyway and he's like oh gotta gotta see what this is all about and i started the game got into the first level um, basically ran around in a circle with Mario with the analog stick and then passed the control over to him. And he spent about 20 minutes just running and jumping. He's like, Holy crap. This, this is the best thing ever. I, I don't even want to play PlayStation. Do you, do you want to trade systems for a while? Like, do you want to play, do you want to play my game? I'll take this for a bit. I'm, like, I'm like, yeah, no, no, I'm going to keep this for a little while. Maybe we'll trade in a couple months. Um, but it just blew me away. And, and the hype leading up to the release of this with like the Ultra 64 and playing Killer Instinct in the arcades and just like, oh, my God, we're going to have an, an amazing arcade quality system when we get home. N64 wasn't quite up to the same speed, but um, Mario 64 was just such an amazing title to launch uh, a new system with and then really bring us into the, the 3D era, um, which... I don't know. Many people didn't think that a platformer would ever work in 3D. And then Nintendo, as they tend to do, showed, showed them up and said, nope, uh, we, we figured this out. Here you go. Here's an awesome game. Yeah. Yeah. So for me, I never owned this game. I bought a six. I was like 16. I, I when the when the 64 came out, I was I had a very serious girlfriend at the time getting the driver's license, all that stuff. And hadn't really been gaming much. Oh, there's the box even for those of you that are just listening. My, my original one from 90, <laughs> 96. Oh, that's, that's awesome. That is awesome. That's impressive. I, uh, and so when I finally went out and bought a 64, the, the two games that had me sold on it were GoldenEye and Mario Kart. That's what I walked out of the store with. I didn't because in my mind, all I was thinking was I found a girl that likes to play video games. I'm going to buy games that we can play together. And that's what we did. That is what we did. And of course I married her because you can't, you can't let those ones go. <laughs> so true that, you know, oh, yeah, hold on to them. <laughs> that, that's funny that my, my uh, first date with my now wife, then girlfriend, we went out for dinner, uh, went for coffee and then we came back and played Mario 64. So kind of parallels there. Oh. And I married her as well because of the whole thing. <laughs> nice. Nice. So the only time I saw this game played was at a buddy's house. And uh, I would, I would, you know, jump in, play for a little while and then, uh, jump out. And I remember just, we showed up at his place and he's like, Oh, I'm about to finish it. And so he threw Bowser off for the third time. And I saw the ending of the game and I was like, okay, sweet. Well, I'm going to go back to Goldeneye. Cause once I could start shooting people, it was just, <laughs> I just loved it. So I've, I'm still in the middle right now. Actually, I, I, my, I've, I'm going to be in trouble. I have to finish that game this year. I, I told a bunch of people early on in the year that I would finish 64 before the year is out. So I think I'm like 20 stars in right now. So um, I think you should finish it before you get to play Odyssey. <laughs> I, I agree. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> no, great. So that means I'm going to be real busy. Lovely. Lovely. Well, um, guys, is there any other um 
Mario 64 memories, anything like that, anything else we should touch on before we move into, uh, before we move into sunshine. Anybody at all? Okay, perfect. Let's move into sunshine. Then I just want to make sure we don't miss anything. So, um, Mario sunshine, this is a game near and dear to me. I love it. I've been playing, I've been streaming it the past few weeks. So, um, launch GameCube, baby. That's right. You're, you're a wave bird. I mean, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, real quick side note. I played Mario Kart 8 Deluxe with my Wavebird last night. It actually played really well. It was pretty cool. So So, Mario Sunshine launched Japan July 19th, 2002. U.S. August 26, 2002. Canada September 14th, 2002. uh, Europe October 4th, 2002. And Australia October 11th, 2002. So developer Nintendo EAD concept mario 64 2 had been in the works for a few years but was canceled along with mario 128 in an interview with nintendo online magazine n cider uh tezuka and kazumi mentioned that the game's development started with the idea of gameplay using a water pump so i actually want to stop there real quick and talk about this mario 128 I don't know about you guys, but for me, I remember constantly, constantly going to IGN's um, upcoming list of games that were coming out and always seeing Mario 128 and was like so hyped for it, so excited for it. Uh, Did you guys have the same thing with that game? Was it something that you were really anticipating? Lloyd, you're shaking your head. Yeah, seeing the the demos of Mario 128 and seeing all the little Marios running around in 3D space was just like, oh my god, look how powerful this is! Uh, I was I was so blown away that this was actually a game that we're going to play. And then that 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 actually became Pikmin um, using the, the technology that they built to have 128 Marios running around. Eventually, became Pikmin down the road. So Nintendo's like that they they make stuff and it becomes other things. So they they they're they're a weird company that way. They don't ever throw anything out. Yeah, and what's interesting when we hit Galaxy, there's there's a a little nod to Pikmin. At least it's that's the that's the uh, idea. So, um, so story. Mario Peach and Toadsworth are heading to the tropical paradise of Isle Delfino for a much needed vacation. When they arrive, Mario is accused of covering the island in pollution and graffiti. A dark figure disguised as Mario, Shadow Mario, is the real culprit here. To clean the mess, uh, let's see. To clean the mess on the airship, Mario finds Flash Liquidizer Ultra Dousing Device, or Flood. He does battle with a giant slime-covered piranha plant, only to be arrested right after defeating the plant. Mario Mario is immediately found guilty and ordered to clean up his mess and recover the missing shine sprites. Shadow Mario uh, shows up again, and this time grabs Princess Peach, and the chase begins. So, gameplay. Armed with Flood, Mario can spray water to clean up slime, stun enemies. It also has a nozzle that can become a jetpack to help you reach areas that the normal jumps cannot. Uh, with a similar style to Mario 64, you have a hub world that gives you access to different stages. 120 shines are up for grabs this time. Some areas, uh, you will lose the ability to use Flood, and they put your platforming skills to the test. Those are my favorite areas, by the way. Um, fun facts. Flood and the magic brush, 
used by Shadow Mario slash Bowser Jr. Spoilers uh, were created by <laughs> Professor E. Gad, uh, the same professor that created Luigi's Poltergust 3000. In the Hotel Delfino stage uh, ventilation shaft, there is a janitor who says all these ghosts are causing such trouble. They're everywhere. Why can't someone come along and suck them up with a vacuum? This is a nod to another GameCube game, Luigi's Mansion. The layout of the beach in the Serena Beach stage strongly resembles the GameCube controller. This is a really cool one to look up and check out because it's uh, it's pretty sweet. One of the pools represents the gray analog stick, while the others are the A, B, X, and Y buttons. Uh, the flame at the center is the start button, and the chairs uh, where the Nintendo GameCube logo would be. Um, the two cabana huts are positioned to form the D-pad and the C analog stick. In the beginning of the game, when Flood is scanning Mario, there are videos playing at the bottom left corner of the screen. These videos are Mario fighting Bowser in Super Mario Brothers, Iggy Koopa in Super Mario World, and Bowser again in Super Mario 64. In the opposite corner is a list of backwards names which represent past Mario games. Looking closely reveals that both Super Mario Kart and Mario Kart 64 were written with the word Kurt instead of cart. Okay. Original concepts had humans occupying the island. A little girl with brown hair is seen in early footage of the game. The humans were replaced because of a sense of uh, incongruity of normal humans next to Mario, which is funny now, right? Because Odyssey, we see that was one of the first things everybody said, like, why is Mario standing next to a man? That's a man. This is one of the things that I found most interesting right here. Jen Taylor voiced Princess Peach and Toad. She is also the voice of Cortana in the Halo series. That that just kind of warmed my heart when I found found out about that. She's got range. She does. Absolutely. <laughs> um, acapella yeah. versions of classic Mario songs can be heard in the levels where you cannot use Flood. And those levels were obviously a big inspiration for Super Mario Galaxy, which we'll we'll get to after this. But uh Jesse, why don't you kick us off? What's your history with Mario Sunshine? Yeah, this is this is like the only 3D Mario game that I never finished. And uh, as I said uh, before we started recording, or maybe it was early on, I don't remember. Uh, I'm not a fan of uh, difficult platforming. And uh, the parts that you said you enjoyed where you were uh, floodless in the, the platforming sections, those are the areas I couldn't pass. I see. And the biggest problem is, you know, I think if it was a left or right scroller, just like you would expect, it probably I probably would have been able to figure it figure it out in time. But those platformings were running into the screen in a non 3D game, you know, like 3D in you don't have depth like a 3DS would. Right. And that I had difficulty with that. I think if this was like redone in on a 3DS with the depth. Things might be a little easier. Could be. Uh, I uh, I don't. I remember getting like the second nozzle. I don't remember what it does, but I remember ha- being able to toggle all nozzles. So I, I don't even remember know how many different nozzles you you collect over the game. So that, that kind of gives you an idea of how far I've gotten. I did try to pl- replay the game, kind of like two thousand eight ish. You know. Since uh, the Wii had the, the GameCube back 
backwards compatibility, and I didn't even get close to that (laughs) (laughs) in my second attempt through. Gotcha. Gotcha. Bill, how about you, bud? Um, well, I think that when you say Super Mario Sunshine, there's there's two things that really come to mind for me, and that's music um, and movement. I think that this game, of all of the Mario games that I've played, I think this one has the best music. I really like the style of the music, and I think they captured that island feel Please with the music Larson for that. Oops, sorry. <laughs> I, I unlocked my phone and then it, 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 it thought I was still in GPS mode for some reason. That's okay. I'll make sure to turn left. Um, so We're doing the it music in the game just really captures that, that island feel, and I love it. And then the movement is amazing. Like the, the idea where you could spray the water out in front of you to create like a channel, and then Mario could do a jump and then a dive and slide on that water. And then at the end of the water, do a jump again and do a flip, throw some more water out and just build up so much speed. There was some real uh, technique that you could pull off with Mario and it really made the game rewarding to play. And I know that a lot of people look at uh, Mario Sunshine with almost in a negative light, but I really have fond memories of that game. and. I would love, love if it would come to the Switch to play again. Oh yeah, dude! I've been I've been playing it. To, I've been playing it recently, and I'm I'm just in. I mean, I love the the controller, right? The GameCube controller alone just makes it so great. But um, I will say this though: last night trying to do wall jumps, sometimes Mario does it, sometimes he doesn't. My chat was harassing me so bad, <laughs> and I'm like. He won't stick. It's not my fault. It's not my you fault. Know, Superstar 120 in chat nailed it. He said, great sense of progression. And you did feel a very good sense of progression through the game. And that's something that you don't really get in most Mario games. You don't get more toolkits available to you as the game progresses. And in Mario Sunshine, I felt like you did. Yeah, I'm noticing that as well. It does have that, that great feel of progression for sure. Um, Matt, how about you, buddy? So I never actually saw videos of the Mario 128 that uh, that you guys mentioned, but I did read a lot about Mario Sunshine in Expert Gamer. And uh, I think I ended up wearing out my copy of Expert Gamer that featured Sunshine just from reading over and over and over again. And I was really excited for this game. Uh, I only really got through maybe the first couple levels or worlds. Um, I had like Mar- uh, Metroid Prime that I was playing a lot. And so I spent most of my time actually watching my brothers play Sunshine. And just I was blown away just by how gorgeous the game looked. The seeing a game like this on, uh, you know, um, on the GameCube and just kind of the colors and how bright and, and clean everything looked. I mean, you compare it to now and yeah. But uh, that that was kind of one of the big things that I uh, that kind of blew me away. But uh, playing around with Flood was always kind of fun. I always liked using the, just the jetpack and just kind of flying around. Oh, for sure, for sure, Lloyd. How about you, bud? Yeah, I I love this game when it when it first came out. Um, the the island setting, the music, just the the bright colors. Um, it was fantastic. Um, I, I don't think I ever finished it. Um, it was one of those games that I just never, never completed for whatever reason. And it's also sadly one of the only 
Mario games that I've ever traded in. I was trying to get a PlayStation 3 and I was trading in everything that I could possibly do to, to, to trade it in. And I let Sunshine go and I've regretted it like every day since. Well, not every day, but a lot of days since and whenever i think about playing that game it's like ah damn i traded it in didn't i so i i'm still on the look to to pick one of those up um for not a lot of money because there's a lot of places they're selling it for a lot of cash um but i hopefully it'll come to the switch because playing on the switch would just be fantastic but um just uh, to kind of um ape what a lot of you guys said it's the the progression was was fun the just the control the ability to to jump and and extend your jumps with the uh, with the jetpack um, using your your spray gun that way and I don't know it was just it was super fantastic um, that way and it's uh, as I said one of one of my regrets is trading this game in because I would have liked to have played it um, many many times um, leading up to uh, the release of the switch yeah I just found a a copy recently. And I had a bunch of uh, duplicate N64 games in the retro game shop near me. I traded in and was able just to kind of do a straight across, which was cool. Unfortunately, it's the player's choice, so it has the yellow stripe across the front. But it had the booklet, you know, the disc wasn't bad. So um, pretty. Uh, I was pretty pretty happy to find that. I bought this game when it first came out. I loved my GameCube. I was all about... Um, Perfect Dark coming out on the GameCube, and then Microsoft purchased Rare, and uh, <laughs> yeah. it was a sad day indeed. Um, but I, I mean, even though I hadn't played a lot of '64 Mario '64, I was all about Sunshine. I, I, I remember reading some reviews, and some people didn't really love it, and oh, it's not really. But I'm sorry, nobody can do water like Nintendo does water. And when this game ended up being on an island and you could see water everywhere, it was it was gorgeous. I don't know about you guys, but I was I was so crazy about making sure my GameCube looked the very best that I even had the component cables for it. I've I I bought a TV that had component video just so it would, you know, it would uh, look the absolute best. And I hope that was before their 80 bucks. Uh, it <laughs> or, was more more now. Yeah, they've. I've, I saw them as high as like three to four hundred not too long ago. They've recently come Ooh. down, but um, I think I actually threw mine away. But we've told that sad story enough on this show. Um, so I was trying to complete uh, Sunshine by getting every one of the shines, and I got stuck on one that I would go back to. And back and I mean, literally days I spent trying to and I would I would try to jet back over to it and I would fall short every time. And it was this crazy from in my mind. Anyway, I haven't gotten back to the level since I started over, but it was this it was fairly tough platforming to get to it. And then I would fall short. And I'm like, I can't figure this out. And I got so frustrated that I moved on, even though I didn't have to even get this to, to technically beat the game. I couldn't, I couldn't keep going. And so, so I'm still kicking myself to this day, but starting the game over again, it's, I mean, I I play it on a Wii with an HDMI adapter so that I can do the progressive scan. It, it still looks good. I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's not a widescreen game or anything like that, but I still love the way it looks. It holds up in my mind. And uh, so, and it is, it is just a blast to play, but the fact that we can, I'm, I'm the chats been making fun of me because of my wave bird here, but the fact that we can now use GameCube controllers again, it was the analog buttons that were the big issue with trying to get like that game and smash onto a virtual console. Yeah. I was going to ask you if you heard about uh, being able to use GameCube controllers with the switch, if you have the adapter. 
yeah, yeah. I raced Mario Kart eight yesterday. And so it was, uh, it works great. Um, it's really clicky on stream so they can, you know, you can hear all the button clicks and everything and you've got to click it all the way in to, uh, be able to throw <laughs> your shell or, or do your, uh, do your cornering. But, um, you know, so we won't be able to necessarily play those games on the go with, for the true experience, but being able to play it on the, on the TV, if it, the virtual console becomes a thing, man, I, I, w- I would love to see an HD remake of sunshine. Like it's a, it's a beautiful game. It'd be a ways out, right? Because I mean, we're getting odyssey, so it wouldn't be anything anytime soon, but um, even just a, even just a, a port of it, you know, just to a virtual console would be great. So I do. I, I did hear earlier. Somebody had told me that um, the GameCube adapter does not have any support built in for uh, the analog trigger. So that's not actually something that'll work yet. Oh, Just I see. something to keep in mind anyway. Yeah, and, but yeah. I don't think we're going to get virtual console until next year. E3, if we get it at all. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, because the system's still expecting the the trigger, the shoulder buttons to be digital. So it would need a it would need a software update uh, at the firmware level to support analog shoulders. Oh. Yeah, which makes sense because playing it as a as I was yesterday, it was a full press of the button until it clicked, and that was the only that was the only way to get it to work. So, well, there goes my dreams dashed all over <laughs> the ground. But it's okay, Sorry, man. It's okay. Firmware 5.0. There you go. Yeah, yeah. right. Let me. Where do I plug in my WaveBird? Hang on. Um, Probably seven. <laughs> so, anything else with uh, with Mario Sunshine? Any other any other stories? Anything else you guys want to touch on before we uh, jump into Galaxy? We are moving right along, boys. I know. I know. RJS was nervous when I told him how many pages of notes I had because we're at like. Well, let, let's re, let's recount the. Uh... The conversation real quick. He, he, we were talking and he said he had how many pages of notes at that time two. And I, and I reacted with, woof, that's going to be a long show. And he said, I think we can do it in under an hour. And I said, that's cute, Josh. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We, we still said we want to get our show down back down to an hour and a half again. And that's probably never going to (laughs) happen. We've run, we've been running two hour shows for, four months now <laughs> that's you guys are troopers man you are troopers uh captain logan um did want to bring up yoshi which i want to touch on that real quick i found it very interesting as i was playing through certain levels i got to a level that has yoshi's name in the title it was like you know something something yoshi's picnic or something like that right i'm running through the level all over it. I'm looking everywhere, everywhere. There's nothing triggering any kind of a, a cut scene or um, no indicator of what I should do other than this one. The one little guy's like, Hey, jump on that. Um, jump on that big container on that switch and spit the fruit out of the pipe. Cause it's clogged. So I do that, get all the fruit out and there's nothing. So we did this. I'm streaming this. I'm like, guys, help me out. Throw me a bone here. Then everybody's like, I don't know. I don't know. Yoshi's fruit adventure. There it is. So uh, I Google it real quick. Yeah, you have to unlock Yoshi. 
I didn't want to look how to do that, but I basically was stuck in that level until I unlocked Yoshi. And I'm like, this is really strange design that like they wouldn't like block that level out or not allow you to pick it until you have Yoshi unlocked. Cause I, I mean, I probably spent a good half hour to 40 minutes just running around trying to unlock it. So it just I completely forgot that Yoshi, like that whole fruit mechanic was in that game. That was a really cool mechanic. I loved that. And it's never been repeated. That's what Nintendo does. They, they don't repeat. They, <laughs> they just move on. Break it down because I still haven't unlocked him as Kirby geek. So politely <laughs> pointed out. <laughs> oh, sorry. Spoilers on a, what's that? 15 year old game or something. <laughs> what, what is the fruit mechanic though? Break it down for me. Uh, I mean, like I said, I've forgotten it, but you eat different types of fruits and it gives you different powers, I think. Like, does anybody who's played it more recently remember? Because I haven't played it since it launched. I can't remember. Don't you change color when you eat a different fruit and it gives you a separate power? I'm trying to remember. It's yeah, you get a separate power, but I can't remember what the different powers are. Anybody in the chat? Let's see if anybody's... uh, um uh, it says, well, yeah, different color. <laughs> so <laughs> he, he didn't, didn't get he powers. Didn't get powers in, my mind, he had powers. <laughs> in my mind, he had powers. In my mind, the colors represented powers. Perfect. That's right. It's beautiful. This before or after Mario had a club him in the head to stick out his tongue. <laughs> <laughs> oh. No, he's, he's pointing. He's pointing. Let's, let's not talk about that. It's sad. It's sad. Poor Yoshi. Talk about those dark days of yeah. Yoshi. <laughs> so much Yoshi abuse. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, it, when that story broke like a month or so ago, I'm like, I thought that was common knowledge. Like, like the, the Atari Nevada desert thing. I thought that was fact and that it turned into an urban legend until it was rediscovered again. Yeah, the, the Internet didn't like that. They didn't like that at all. It was bad <laughs> enough. We dropped them in so many uh, so many holes just to make it to the, to the, just to make that jump. Yeah. Just to make the jump. So, so much betrayal. Exactly. Exactly. I love that gif <laughs> where he flips them off. <laughs> if you haven't seen it, look it up. It's hilarious. It's one of the best gifts ever. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Well, I would say speaking of Yoshi, but this game didn't actually have Yoshi. Not until the sequel did we get Yoshi. So Mario Galaxy. This game launched November 1st, 2007 in Japan, November 12th, 2007, Europe, November 16th, and Australia, November 29th, all 2007. Developer, Nintendo EAD again. Okay. The game, this concept, the gameplay mechanics. 10 year anniversary next month. That's... We're all getting old. Yeah, no doubt. No (laughs) doubt. The gameplay mechanics of Super Mario Galaxy were taken from a tech demo, Super Mario 128, um, that was shown at Nintendo Space World in 2000. One of the features um, that game showcased was a spherical base platforms. Miyamoto was up for the task of making this um, this reality, and it took him and a small team three months to complete a prototype. Planets and an outer space environment became the perfect fit for this kind of platforming. Story. Mario is invited to the Centennial Star Festival by Princess Peach. The kingdom is celebrating the passing of a comet when Bowser and airships start raining down fire from above. 
He's he's not only kidnapping the princess this time, he's taking the whole castle. Mario must collect power stars all across the universe to save the princess. Gameplay. Gone is your standard controller for 3D Mario. The Wiimote and Nunchuck now have you platforming with ease. Jumping on enemies to defeat them becomes less of the focus. Shake your Wiimote, and now you can spin attack enemies. Running all the way around the spherical levels make for great platforming. Add gravity between spheres, and it takes it up a notch. Nine power-ups... Each supply Mario with a special costume that grants him temporary abilities. For example, special mushrooms bestow um, the player with a bee, boo, or spring suit. The bee suit allows Mario to temporarily hover through the air, climb special walls, and walk on clouds and flowers. The boo suit allows him to float through the air as well as become transparent and move through certain obstacles. The spring suit allows him to jump to high areas that would be otherwise inaccessible, yet lowering his mobility. The reoccurring fire flower allows Mario to throw fireballs at enemies. The newly introduced ice flower allows Mario to create hexagonal tiles of ice to cover any liquid surface he walks on. The rainbow star grants Mario invincibility, allowing him to destroy any enemy that he touches, as well as being able to run faster. Fun facts. In the level Good Egg Galaxy, there's a signpost hidden behind the door that Mario can read. Um, Made to act as a message on the door, this was done by the developers as a shortcut. So instead of having to program a readable door, so basically they just put the sign right behind the door. And if you turn the camera just right, you can actually see the sign behind the door. So they didn't have to make a new door. It's kind of genius. After collecting 9,999 star bits, all the coconuts turn into watermelons. So there you go. There's your, I don't think I ever got that far. (laughs) (laughs) That's worth all the time. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. A star bits from Super Mario Galaxy and gratitude crystals from Skyward Sword are based on candy. The candy is called. Um, comp- uh, I'm not even going to try to say it because it looks like I have a misprint there. <laughs> and it's uh, it's it's like con con a, I think is how you say it, but I'm not sure. Um, and it's popular in Japan. Uh, there is a planetoid. In the space junk galaxy that looks a lot like the ship from Pikmin 2. So like I said, we'd be talking about Pikmin 2 possibly or Pikmin. And there is a planetoid in the Bayou base galaxy that looks like a Pokeball. So a few nods to other other Nintendo games. But uh, let's uh, Lloyd kick us off with this one, man. What's what's your history with Galaxy? I love the hell out of this game. It was um it just looked so beautiful. Like the, the grass looked real. The, the, the fuzzy fur on things looked real. Like it, it was just, it was well done. Uh, and this is actually the first video game that I played with my son. He was like one and a half and I'd give him a Wiimote. He'd shake it and he would sometimes collect star bits for me. So that was really cool. That's cool. <clears throat> but, he, but he had fun just holding something while I was sitting beside him, holding another controller and doing stuff. But um, yeah, I, I played, I played the hell out of this game. Um, played it, uh, almost to completion, getting all the things. I didn't ever see the coconuts, so uh, I guess I didn't beat it uh, completely. I'm going to have to go pick it back up so I can uh, unlock the the amazing coconut um, um, Easter egg, I guess. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, 
it, it was just so fantastic. Like just the, the different worlds, the different, um, the different gravity that you would, uh, have on the different worlds. It was just, uh, it, it was amazing. Uh, they did a really good job just, um, kind of engineering, uh, just the, the physics behind, um, the, the different planetoids and stuff like that. I had a, uh, I had a lot of fun playing this game. Yeah. Same here. Same here. Jesse, how about you? Yeah, I I know this. I did. This is a game that I beat. Uh, I, I I did not hundred percent it. You know, I didn't get the the, the full one twenty. Um, the uh, the super superstar one twenty in the chat kind of I think summed up why a lot of us didn't see the watermelons is because we were feeding the fat Luma all the time. <laughs> also true. <laughs> also true. But yeah, I, I remember it being a game I I, I enjoyed and uh, I played a lot. I, I I think I spent most of my next two weeks after it launched playing through it before getting to the next game, whatever that was back in 2007. For me, it was an Xbox game, but I'll, I'll talk about that shortly. Bill, how about you, buddy? Um, I had the same experience as Lloyd. My, my son and I sat down and that was our, the first game that we played together was super Mario galaxy. He had the Wiimote. He was helping me ca- catch the star bits. There were some touches in that game that were just amazing, like uh, like the spider boss fight where you're running around on the inside of the planet this time instead of on the outside. I, it, like the the game was filled to the brim. It, that disc was packed with surprises. It was one surprise after another, after another, and I absolutely loved the feeling when you got to the. I don't know if it was the end of a level or the end of something and it would launch you and Mario would put his arms out and he would fly through and the animation was beautiful. And there's something to be said for the way Nintendo, how do I want to phrase this, uh, prefers to put style over graphical fidelity. And I think that's why their games hold up so well, especially the Mario games, because you look at any of those Mario games that we've talked about today, you know, maybe not so much Nintendo uh, 64, but the other ones, and they still look, they still look beautiful. Yeah. It was always surprising to me. Like, you know, you'd see other games come out on the Wii, even like the Wii sports and everything. And it was like, okay. And then Mario galaxy comes out and it's like, okay, this is on par with what I'm seeing on the 360 at the time, you know, like, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Uh, this game looks better in SD than a lot of the PS3 games in 720p right now. Yeah. You take out the disc and you look and you're like, is there a computer in this disc somewhere? <laughs> and then, Like how'd they do this is some kind of weird magic. Exactly. It's like, a, maybe it's a TARDIS. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, how about you, man? So it's kind of embarrassing. I never actually played Mario Galaxy, either of them, actually. Um, what? Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. When the when the Wii came out, I was uh, I was doing like working and then and actually working to to move across the country to to be with my you know my now wife. So uh, it was actually one of the games that I that I did kind of miss. Um, I do remember watching my brothers play it. And it was actually the game that my wife and my sister kind of hit it off with. So when I came home for Christmas, uh, the first year I moved out to, to Alberta, and then my wife ended up coming out a couple weeks later. 
my sister kept getting her to play uh, Galaxy with her. And it was like the two of them just kind of hit it off. It was like, well, welcome to the family. Here's video games. So um, I've got it on the, the Wii Virtual Console, though. And now that my kids are getting older and they're playing games, I, this, is, this is one that I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to really start playing so I can actually enjoy it with them. I highly suggest it. So I'm going to tell you guys a quick story. I was very, I don't even know if very is the best word. I was so addicted to achievements on the Xbox 360. My gamer score is like less than 4,000 from a hundred thousand gamer score, right? All I did was play for achievements. I didn't play for fun. It was a job. Did Nothing. You get Avatar: The Last Airbender. Oh yeah, it's it. It took, only took me a couple of minutes. I should have got all three of them right for the different regions, just because that was that quick. But um, nothing was pulling me away from achievements. That was like that had its hooks in me bad. And we moved from California back up to Washington, and where we were, um, where we were, we were staying with my folks. And uh, and you guys might correct me if I'm wrong if you remember, but I want to say that mass effect came out the same holiday as galaxy. I could be mistaken, but I think it did. And the only reason I think it did is because I, I think mass effect, mass effect came out. No, wait a minute. That's a drama. One of the original one. Um, I'm looking. That's cool. cool. November 16th, 2007. So yeah. Yeah. So same year, right? So (laughs) next, the same week almost. Yeah. Yeah. So I had both those. I'm, I'm, I know I bought mass effect when it launched. I touched no other game until, um, I didn't 100. I didn't do all 120 stars in galaxy, but I think I've had like 96. I don't remember, but, um, I know it was up there and, no other game was played until I completed galaxy. Like I, I could not stop playing that game. It was, it's probably in my mind, the best um, 3d Mario and, and hopefully Odyssey dethrones it. And two is right up there as well. Right. Once they added Yoshi and, and that kind of stuff. I mean, there's a reason this game, you know, had so many tens across the board for, uh, for the reviews it was phenomenal being able to jump between planets and having the gravity change and pull your feet to the, to the, to the next planet. This was the, this was a game. You guys all remember doing this when you first got a Nintendo controller in your hand to make Mario jump, you'd throw your hands up, right? You hand the controller even to, to like your mom or something right now. And they'll do that same thing. They just, they do it. Then Nintendo gets smart and they're like, Hey, since people have been doing this for so long in the new super Mario bros on Wii, when you do this, Mario spins It's funny, right? In galaxy, I actually found myself like moving around the planet because I'm like, like the perspective was just kind of freaking me out that I was actually moving completely around a level. And I'm like, what am I? I'd catch myself like, what are you doing? (laughs) Why are you? Why are you moving? The screen's not moving, but I would do it on a regular basis. This game had its, it had its hooks in me and uh, it's a, it is a stellar Mario title. So if you, if you have never played it, do yourself a favor and, and carve out a little bit of time. I played the second one. I completed it while we were basically, we're staying at my parents' cabin. Again, no internet. Everybody else falls asleep. I just lost myself in galaxy two. And, uh, they're, they're, they're seriously great games that you, you should 
find a way to play. I know Drummer in the chat was hanging out and he's always like, well, I hope they come out on the Switch. I want to play the Galaxy games so bad. So um, let's uh, let's let's talk Odyssey even just briefly. It's coming out on Friday. I'm going off the notes now. We got I got no notes on Odyssey. I just want to hear from each of you guys, just kind of your impressions and what what you think so far with uh, what the game's going to be. And and um, Bill, why don't you start us off? Well, I think that uh, Odyssey is going to feel a lot more like 64 than it will any of the other ones that we've talked about today. I think that's a good thing. Um I'm really looking forward to how Nintendo is going to surprise us. And I know that there's a lot of um, like the game has been leaked and there's, there's stuff out there and everybody's, you know, looking at Reddit or YouTube with one eye closed, kind of looking away a little bit. Um, But I'm really excited for this game. And I remember I was, I was doing, um, I was on a podcast at the beginning of the year and well not the beginning of the year but shortly after after the switch came out and we were talking about the switch and we were talking about breath of the wild and the co-host said to me so is this going to be your game of the year and i said well it's march but i mean the game is amazing i can't imagine that it's not going to be my game of the year but we got mario coming at the end of the year and who knows what that's going to be And the more and more that I hear about Mario, the more that I'm like, I'm going to have to pick between these two games. And that is infuriating to me. Like, I I I have no idea how I'm going to be able to pick which game is better this year. And there's going to be. You were just secretly hoping hoping for Odyssey to slide. You were just secretly hoping for Odyssey to slide till next year. I, I, well, you know, I've said this on my podcast a few times that Nintendo could afford with all of the games that we have played this year to push off some of the stuff that they have to next year, even if it's just January. Um, but like, I, I like when, once we start playing this game, I'm afraid that we're going to have to, that I'm going to have trouble picking between them. And it's going to be very interesting. If like across the board, it's like this publication says Mario and this publication says Zelda and this one says, you know, people are going to be, you know, cats and dogs. They're, they're probably going to have a splat fest. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's settle it in Splatoon. That'll be the new hashtag. <laughs> You'll have to do a, a game of fiscal year and just start your fiscal year in, in <laughs> November so that uh, it, it it's not out in the fiscal year. So it can be <laughs> game of the quarter. Yeah, game of the quarter. <laughs> <laughs> Lloyd, what about you, man? Uh, I, it looks so good. Um, I was I was really really scared when uh, when some of the the news about it leaked and the first couple screenshots came out and I'm like, oh, I don't know about this. And then they showed the first video and it's just like, okay, this looks so incredibly charming. It looks exactly like what a Mario game should look like. Um, I'm so looking forward to it. The hat mechanic um, looks like it's going to be an incredible amount of fun uh be able to take over um statues and t-rexes and bullet bills and all that stuff is going to be fun um the return to 2d mario uh old school nes graphics 2d mario is fantastic as well um i hope 
they release DLC and it's just more of those levels uh, because they look so fantastic. So I'm, uh, I'm super pumped about this. Um, as I was saying in the chat room, I ordered in Canada, new games cost 80 bucks. It really sucks. Uh, but, but Walmart released or, or had a thing around E3 where you could get it for 50. So I pre-ordered at Walmart and it's great. Um, Walmart doesn't ship games very fast. So if this comes out on a Friday, I'm not going to have it until like the following Wednesday. Uh, and it's going to be like the longest five days of waiting. I'm probably just going to go pick up another copy on the weekend and then turn <laughs> the one that's return the one that, that ships back to call. the next Hey, I'm, I'm with you. Like I ordered from Amazon. So chances of them actually showing up on time are pretty slim though. Like I didn't get Zelda on time. I had to run to Best Buy and get a copy so I could, make it home in time for my stream yeah, yeah I, I will say the marketing on on mario odyssey has been phenomenal like really good especially that that live action one with the dancing like i want to go to that show <laughs> yeah i still haven't seen that video i need to watch that one. Oh, you do man it's really good oh yeah it's really good. I will say this. If you guys collect stuff at all, Best Buy is doing the gold coin. And so from my understanding, at least the guy I talked to at my Best Buy, even if you don't, even if you hadn't pre-ordered there, if you just go and purchase there, they'll give you that gold coin, at least in the States. I can't speak for, for anywhere else. But uh, um, so if you're interested in that gold coin, which according to Best Buy's website, after the fact they're selling for 1999. So that's kind of crazy that, uh, it's, it's a $20 coin, but, um, yeah, Matt, how about you, man? Have you had a chance to play it or? No, I didn't get to see any of the demos. Um, but it was a game that was kind of skeptical at first. And it's, as I've been kind of rewatching some videos and reading about it, it's, it's winning me over, uh, to pick it up on Friday. Um, with Doom, Wolfenstein, and L.A. Noir all releasing very, very soon, it and then now Odyssey, it's it's going to be tough to to play all four of these games. Um, I'm excited to the the whole hat mechanic is kind of one of the things that I'm really excited for, especially where you can possess and take over other characters. It's it's going to be interesting. Um, so it's. I think uh, I think I'm picking it up on Friday. I think I'm going to walk over to to GameStop and and grab it because uh, I'm really excited to play it. It's been a while since I played like a good Mario, like a 3D Mario game, and I think this is going to pull me right back in. Yeah, I really think it will. And um, somebody in the chat was asking about motion controls. Like, I would recommend playing this game with motion controls because it controls very similar to. Uh, Mario galaxy. And as soon as I picked it up at the demo station, I was like, I'm right back where, where I started. Of course you got the hat that you're throwing around and there's added stuff like that. But I mean, fingers crossed. And I haven't, I haven't, I've been avoiding, I've kind of been avoiding Reddit and I haven't seen like any major spoilers or anything like that. But uh, I kind of hope that there's like at least something in space where we get a little nod thrown back to galaxy and get to kind of do some of that again. But uh, uh, Jesse, how about you, buddy? Yeah, I I have not had a chance to play it yet. You know, I I know that they've put, have the demo kiosks up around the area now. I just haven't had a chance to go out and look for it. Um, so the only thing I've seen is just what I've seen through E3 and other videos. Uh, I am 
when they did the Nintendo World Championships, I am like, I really want to not watch this level, but I, I want to watch this level. So, <laughs> so I know what that boss is. And in fact, uh, just as we started recording, the Nintendo website had Odyssey up for pre-purchase. So I am I I'm already bought it and I'm pre preloading it now. So uh, nice. So when uh, Thursday night, 11 p.m. my time comes around, I can start playing. Cool. Does that take an extra 32 gigs on your SD card? Probably not. <laughs> Of course, I, I think the game's like five gigs. Right. Uh, Nintendo knows the magic, like we were talking about, right? Yeah, their their compression is amazing. Exactly. exactly. And they probably don't want to share it with others. Like I said, it's a TARDIS. It, exactly. Yeah, you nailed it right there. You nailed it. Well, hey guys. It's been an hour and six minutes. We talked about the history of three Mario games. We talked about the upcoming Mario game. And this has been an absolute blast. I want to just thank you guys for joining me for this. I know it's late. And uh, so I want to I want to wrap this thing up. But yeah, our JS is yawning. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> Jesse, give us all the places people can find you and your podcast. Like, just just plug away, please. Right, so again, we're a Nintendo Dads podcast. We're primarily hosted at vgtribune.com. The podcast uh, feed can be found pretty much anywhere you can find podcast feeds. So uh, you know, iTunes and Google Play pod- podcasts will be the two primary ones. RJS, give us all the plugs, man. Well, I'm Bill. You can find me at anywhere at Run Jump Stomp. If you Google it, you'll get there. RunJumpStomp.com is the website. And uh, I have a Nintendo-focused podcast where I spend about a half an hour, uh, three days a week on Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays. And I talk about uh, Nintendo stuff. And you can find that on wherever podcasts are found. And uh, I'm also a Twitch streamer at twitch.tv slash RunJumpStomp, of course. and uh, for those of you wondering where the name comes from, it's the three things that Mario does. He runs, he jumps, and he stomps on things. So that's why I picked that name. And I'm going to be streaming Mario on Friday, as long as Amazon ships me my copy on time. Very good. Very good. Lloyd, how about you, bud? Yeah, I'm uh, I'm Lloyd. I'm uh, Dasme on Twitter, D-A-S-M-E. Uh, I also um, run the Res TV network, R-E-Z-D.TV. So do a whole pile of podcasts, uh, a lot that I host and a lot that other people host. I think there's like 12 shows on the network now. It's kind of ridiculous. Uh, a lot of stuff from gaming all the way to to, to pop culture, to wrestling, to other things. So um, some cool content up there. Uh, we stream most of the shows, not all of them, over on our Twitch channel, which is uh, twitch.tv slash res TV. So um, yeah, we do uh, we do a whole pile of awesome stuff and would love to uh, chat with you fellow uh, Nintendo freaks uh, over on the Nintendo Pulse podcast. Uh, like I said earlier, we've been doing that for like 12 years it's kind of ridiculous how long we've been we've been doing a nintendo show uh the world has changed it's it's been it's been terrible and then amazing and then oh my god what's happening and now it's amazing again it's uh it's the the peaks and valleys of of nintendo has been kind of interesting to cover over the years it's definitely fun riding the wave right now it's uh totally it's it's yeah, a good time was to be not a nintendo fun. fan so. uh, switch fun <laughs> yeah yeah uh matt yeah, uh, Matt, uh, you can grab me on Twitter. My Twitter handle is ReggieFeesAMeme. Which... <laughs> That's the best one, by the way. That's the best Twitter handle ever. 
<laughs> it started because I needed a new Xbox Live name, and I was big into Nintendo. I was like, why not? And it stuck, and I've slowly been, been changing it everywhere. So, yeah, it's Reg- Reggie Fiza Meme is uh, Twitter. Uh, also hosting Hello Nintendo, which uh, you can get on Google Play and iTunes or whatever podcast. Uh, you can also grab us on the uh, Nintendo subreddit Twitter feed of Nintendo underscore, uh, where uh, we usually post that uh, podcast is biweekly. Um, we're hoping to eventually go weekly, but... Podcasts are a lot of work. Yeah, <laughs> a lot are. of work. So, sure. um, yeah, and then I'm I'm hoping to actually start uh, streaming on Twitch as well. Uh, Twitch and mixers is kind of where eventually I want to get to. So, right. yeah, Twitter's right. pretty much your best bet. Cool, very cool. Well, guys, um, I'm gonna make something public right now. I'm I'm challenging all of you guys, and if you have co-hosts, we need to throw down in some Mario Kart. And I think it needs to be for some kind of a charity or something. I think we need to make an event out of this. And so I'm, 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 I'm calling you out right now. <laughs> All right. <laughs> but I do want to, I want you to have it in the, like on your back burner, just thinking about it so we can start planning and getting, uh, getting something together. Cause whether it be for, uh, St. Jude or w- whatever the case may be, I want to do, I want to do something as a, as a group, um, uh, to kind of just give back and, uh, to have a lot of fun doing it. So we need to talk that's a about great that. idea josh and now they now they're gonna be we're gonna be held accountable because they've all heard it so um <laughs> so it could be a lot of fun it could be a lot of fun and i'll get to use my wave bird in mario kart there yeah. you go that's what the chat yeah, that's, that's, that's what it is <laughs> you just want to use that wave bird <laughs> so guys you're gonna find me on twitter at n64 josh you're gonna find me on twitch instagram facebook snapchat youtube it's all n64 josh i've been making a quite a few um Nintendo YouTube videos recently, so make sure to go check those out. Um, I also want to mention that uh, a friend of the show, Super Nintendad, him and I are giving away a copy of Odyssey. If you check our Twitters, you can see it there. If you're with us live, right after I stop the recording, we're going to be doing a giveaway of a copy of Mario Odyssey to the chat. So I do want to give a shout out to everybody here. Superstar, Kirby Geek, The Casual Cleric, um, uh, Captain Logan, Let's see anyone else that I missed, even if you're just lurking, guys. Brabbed, it looks like. Thank you guys so much for being here with us tonight. We really appreciate it. Game Smarter, thank you guys, seriously, for hanging out. I know it's late. So um, with that, um, remember, if you want to get yourself a book from Audible, audibletrial.com slash NPC. If you're looking for a gaming chair, opseat.com. Use coupon code N64Josh. If you have a second, can leave me a review on iTunes. I'd really, really appreciate it. And uh, you'll be able to find all of the links to these guys. The show notes for this episode will be at thelootcave.com slash NPC43. Thank you guys for being here. I appreciate you. Thank you guys for being here with us live. And we will see you guys next week. Switchcraft is brought to you by Audible. Audible is the publisher and distributor of the world's largest selection of digital audiobooks and spoken word content. Audible customers can listen anytime and anywhere to professionally narrated audiobooks across a wide range of genres, including bestsellers, new releases, sci-fi, romances, classics, and more. Get two free audiobooks to start. After 30 days, if you decide to cancel, you get to keep the books. If you decide to stay on, and you probably will, get one book every month for $14.95. 
In addition, you also get 30% off the price of additional audiobook purchases. Cancel anytime. Your books are yours to keep even if you cancel. You can sign up today for your free 30-day trial at runjumpstomp.com audible and directly support the show. 